And welcome back to the midweek edition of the We Got It All Figured Out podcast. We got a lot of news today, but as always, I'm James, the bisexual butt pirate, here with Mike G, Jubaka himself. We have a cat here with us today as well. Yes, sir. It's a party. Of- He's such a good boy. He is a good boy. He's just chilling, dude. He's just purring. Can't have dogs as podcast guests, but you can have a cat because he's not going to make any noise. Just sleeping. He weighs 400 pounds. This is a fat-ass cat. And he eats half a side of beef a day. He is about the size of a dog. Speaking of idols of mine, Dan White. Uh, why is he no <laughs> Dan White killed Let's the get right the fuck into this one um, so Tucker Carlson bro what the fuck I've been a relative fan of what Tucker Carlson is doing not that I agree with the majority even of what he says but in the fact that he was one of the only Fox News anchors and by far the largest willing to contradict Trump throughout his administration I always respected that I got the feeling that Tucker Carlson when he said things I trusted that Tucker Carlson agrees with Tucker Carlson I can't say the same for Sean Hannity um, Laura Ingram, any of those. So here's the deal with Tucker. He's gotten himself Tucker. into some hot water for several different things over the last couple of weeks, but the biggest one really is that a yearbook entry was that he listed himself as being in a couple of clubs. The one that's really getting him under fire is that he was a member of the Dan White Society. Who's Dan White, you might ask? Better question is who's Harvey Milk? So that was the first openly gay representative from San Francisco um, who was then murdered by Dan White. So less than 10 years later, Tucker Carlson not only in college joins a society for Dan White, he decides he's such a fan of that guy, he's going to list that in his yearbook along with the other couple of things that he was in. Now, there's a why on every level of that story. (laughs) There really is. And here's the thing. Can I forgive Tucker Carlson for being a homophobic little shit at 19 years old in 1990? Absolutely. The articles that he wrote saying homosexuality is unnatural when he was 18 years old for the school paper. I'm sure he was brought up that way. I, in 1990, I re- I'm really not going to hold that against him, if I'm honest with you. But he joined a society dedicated to venerating the murderer of the first uh, representative. I'm sorry, that's where the line gets crossed for me. And that's where I get uncomfortable with that. But now, this is not the only stupid thing that Tucker Carlson has been exposed for recently. Tucker Carlson, in his latest rant, is said to call 911 the police when children are wearing masks outside because that is child abuse. He's also saying that we should harass other people when they are wearing masks in public because that's what they do to us. So we got to match that energy. And it's just... It's becoming abundantly clear to me. The Republicans are lost. They have no purpose now. And they're absolutely losing their shit. Tucker Carlson, who previously I thought was a voice of reason within the Republican Party, is losing it worst of all. It's just another thing where, you know, as horrible as the Democrats are, and I sometimes then will look at the Republicans as like, well, fuck, like, give me something here. I want to vote for you guys. I want to be a Republican. <laughs> Dan Crenshaw says no stimmy checks. <laughs> That's and, what you get. <laughs> and then and then they fuck it up like this, man. Or, or, or Imagine or, thinking a political party like had a chance to be decent. <laughs> I mean, you simp. It's wishful thinking, man. Man, but like that's that's what it is. And Tucker also, Carlson- can I point out something, Tucker Carlson? You said something that Tucker Carlson said. Did he say the word that concept of match their energy? That's such like an idea that's perpetuated nowadays. Like as something you should do. No, you should look at a group if they're doing something bad. You don't lower yourself to the same level. You fucking idiots. Yeah, I'm a little more biased against the left, but like, and yeah, Tucker Carlson, like that stupid shit about the masks and blah, 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 like making such a big deal out of it. But then when you see like Joe Biden, like come out and say, like, if you're vaccinated now, you can be outside with a mask and distance from like other people. Uh, first, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. You authoritarian <laughs> piece of shit. 
and two, fuck you again. Like I, that's so that's so stupid, and they don't even see it. I'm so tired of people defending like this, these like power grabs and this rise of like just ridiculous over the top power for the executive branch. All they do is parade around like it's the best thing in the world, and they say like, oh, Biden says he's gonna do this. He said we were gonna get two thousand dollar checks within fucking however many days of him being in office. He said he wouldn't go to war and he wouldn't do this and that. He raised the military budget. He fucking sent it. There's five. What is it? Five times the amount of kids in cages now is when Trump left office. And I still remember the smug faces and they would go, do you don't care about kids in cages? Like you don't, you obviously don't. And I've reached out and I'm a dick. I reach out to some of these people and say, kids in cages, huh? This must make you mad. (laughs) Yeah. Left on red. So I'm so, so I'm so fucking sick of the virtue signaling and the bullshit because the people who suffer the worst is like, yeah, it's annoying to me, but those kids in the cages, no. They, how many of them thought life was going to get better because of the propaganda on the behalf of Joe Biden? They thought their lives were going to get better. Well, check this out. When we're talking about virtue signaling again, and it blows my mind in in 2021, where the Democrats are at an all time high, the only people who are still managing to beat them at virtue signaling are Republicans, deep South Republicans specifically, mm. because we have them in the Senate now trying to pass measures to condemn Cardi B. I shit you not. And Kyle Kalinske has a great segment on this on Secular Talk. Go watch that. He talks much more eloquently than we do, where they're literally trying to get the FCC involved to further crack down, further crack down, mind you, on what is allowed for television for adults, because this is unraveling the moral fabric of our nation. Shut the fuck up. Kids don't even watch fucking television the television that the FCC regulates. So that's how much of a waste of time it is. Now, it's, it's a waste of time, but even, let, let's talk about this though. On principle, you free speech warriors, you, oh, we're Republicans, we protect the First Amendment. Oh, and then Mike Lindell comes out with his free speech platform that bombs because he doesn't allow profanity or dirty jokes or the Lord's name in vain or any other free fucking speech. <laughs> good pillow though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what it is. But but this, this virtue signaling about the moral decay of America we're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. We're in endless wars. Listen, Biden is handing you so many layups and you can't even get this right because your virtue signaling on 1950s values are more important. Yeah, what is this? The fucking 90s? Like with this cult, with like the Republican culture and the banning of rap music with, with and the all mom groups like, calling for Eminem so... to be banned? It's, like, I'm not, it's not even that I dis like I, I'm not even, I don't even have a problem. Like so many people now, again, when they have to like, when they criticize the other side, they like think they're, they like want to criticize their character for their beliefs. I don't have a problem with these Republicans having those beliefs. If you want to think Cardi B is profane and gross, I think she's an annoying twat, but you know, who doesn't know jack shit about politics, but she thinks he's like fucking William Randolph Hearst. And, uh, but like, it's such a waste of fucking time. I'm so tired of our bullshit priorities. And we brought, bring up the Bill Maher segment a bunch and he left out a lot. But I mean, it's like, Jesus, we get hung up on the most ridiculous shit. And we always go over all these bigger problems that are going on, even like domestically. And they get ignored. Money and again, politics, the people who are private prisons. suffering from all, when all these little crybaby fucking losers do nothing but scream and cry about a race in everything all day and then they ignore a genocide of real like downtrodden groups like an actual racist genocide and not just the uyghurs yemen yeah let's talk about that for a second oh who started that one obama huh when did black lives matter start 
under Obama. Like, and this this blows my mind. Occupy Wall keep, Street. I keep under ha- Obama. Correct. You know, I, I mean, listen again. I'll say this for a millionth time. Oh, Trump did not get elected because things were so great under Obama. Let's start there. But second of all, I keep. I, <laughs> Wait, sorry. Do you, remember, do you remember all the names of puns off Obama's name? My favorite one I ever saw was Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's kind of funny though. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'll tell you what, I keep having this discussion where people will bring up, well, but Obama and Michelle endorsed Joe Biden. How could he really be racist? I'm like, okay, if at this point in time with the policy record, you can't see that Obama and, and Michelle are tools of the Democratic establishment and will say literally whatever the fuck those people want them to say to push the cause forward. I can't help you. I really can't. You got eight years of it, and then you got more shit exposed after the fact during the Trump administration. I really legitimately can't help you. Now, if we are to give credit where it's due, though, because I think everything we've talked about so far in this episode has been 100% negative, but if we want to talk about something that is potentially positive, this new American Families plan. So I'm going to get in my lefty soapbox for a second here, but we'll just break this down. So President Joe Biden is laying out the American Families plan. A couple of main points on this one is he's going to be doing a $800 million tax break for the middle and lower class. Uh, there will be two years of free community college, free pre-K, free school lunches for children. Um, one of the other things that is going to be a massive, really hot button issue for this and leads me to believe that it's not going to be passed in the form that it is now. Basically planning to roll back all of these massive tax breaks for the upper 1% that Trump did. And what we're going to see, is, and I'm, I'm already calling this, is that a bunch of guys from high school making $35,000 a year are going to complain about the the poor ultra billionaires getting these tax The guys who make $30,000 a year getting like a little something extra. It's like, no, you're the one who are going to be getting tax cuts and access to two free years of community college and all these other great things and and free pre-K. I mean, overall, this is going to benefit anybody middle and lower class. It just is what it is. But so many people have been conditioned to listen to the upper 1% talking about how these programs are actually bad for you and then they believe it. Ultimately, what we're looking at is uh, if this gets implemented, even half of what it's being pitched as, honestly, one of the most progressive and populist pieces of legislation of our lifetime. And it's not going to be anything near that. Obviously can't say for sure. I'm willing to put money down right now on air. Now, I don't know how to define this in strict contractual terms, but it will be a fucking steaming corporate sack of shit. Now, maybe... Once Schumer gets his hands on it, yeah. Maybe a lot... I'm not saying a lot of those good things won't remain or won't be there, but there will be just as much corporate shit, probably on a magnitude much higher, probably an amazing deal for them, because that's the only way any legislation passed. And since COVID started, they've already done multiple of the largest upward transfers of wealth in fucking American history. And no one talks about that. Again, always it's missing true. the fucking point. And what do they com- come out and complain about? The rich need to pay their fair share. It, we ignore the fact that in most tax bases, after benefits, they pay for about 90% of income or tax revenue. No, we can't do that. They have to pay their fair share. They never question the fact that the corrupt powers that get to determine how tax money is spent, which are 
always goes to the worst possible uses. No, no, no reason to have a conversation about that and about reigning in congressional spending power and reigning in all these different things and this debt bar, you know, the borrowing and raising of the debt and all this financial shit that I'm not qualified to talk about. But again, they always ignore the real fucking issues. And then we have to hear these morons on both sides squawk about like the crumbs that we get tossed and like focus on such minute, stupid goddamn details. But I hope the bill works out as is because it's got some stuff in it that I like. I woke up this morning for some reason and had another stimulus check. No one else, I, for no reason that I would understand. I just got it today, and I already got my tax return. Oh, so you got because twice. Because they, they gave it a credit, and then I got another one today. And I would double-check that shit. That sounds like a setup. That good, sounds like I a hope setup. That, good, lock gonna, me up. about to Al Capone you. Good, put me in with Wesley. I don't care. Easy 30-minute rants. I'm not done yet. <laughs> it's got other things that are good, too. Like, things that are, are genuinely progressive that are good. The mater- uh, maternity and paternity leave, I think, is in there. The commu- the free community, co- and community college is a great choice. It's not as expensive as sending kids to four-year universities, which are, in my opinion, mostly a complete fucking waste. Especially the first two years. Community college is great. And people like kind of people who have never like been on those campuses think, like, I don't know, they kind of look down on community colleges. They're very cool places. Like, they, it's real education. It's not, a, it's not from the show Community. Shout out to Joel McHale and uh, Donald Glover. But that's a great thing. Getting people educated for free two years is great. Like That's enough to learn an apprenticeship or like something practical like welding and all the uh, blue-collar skills that pay very well. Carpentry, architecture, like all that shit would be awesome. Those are skills that add a lot to society, and they're good money and benefits, which helps the economy, and that gives people stable bases. And that's how, hopefully, over time, things like that and making sure they have health care. And over time, people have the opportunity to dig their way out of poverty and set up like wealth for future generations and you can communities rebuild like that's if this bill and you're right if this bill is everything it is on paper it could and like it's allocated properly and the effects go as planned i mean this could be really good but joe biden has a 50-year history of never doing the right thing literally (laughs) ever i don't care what you can argue me until the fucking cows go home i don't care the 94 crime bill alone should land him in fucking prison forever uh he should be tried for war crimes like most of the last few presidents vice presidents and high-level politicians and military military officials but you know he wrote a nice bill we'll see <laughs> again my hope my hopes are not particularly high for this one actually ending up as it's being uh, hyped up to be but again if we even get half of it that's more than trump did or obama or bush this might be the or clinton f- this might be the <laughs> somehow despite all reasoning in the world the first policy area that biden beats trump in now one, how is that possible now one thing i will say real quick here though on and i think this is very important to note on the note of being a war criminal nobody in gen z has lived under a president who's not a war criminal. Not a single one of us. Most millennials, depending on how far back you want to go, I literally can't think of anybody who wasn't. Now, this is a uh, another important point because I saw this getting talked about and this was absolutely not true, so I don't want anybody to fall into using this argument. I saw somebody today talking about how, oh, us pulling out of the Afghanistan war will help pay for this too. Here's why you're blatantly fucking wrong. We are hypothetically 
if Joe Biden keeps his word, pulling out like 2,500 American troops. That doesn't account for the 8,000 plus mercenaries that we're still paying for, the special forces agents oh, and the special. CIA contractors and, and all the these advisors. others. The advisors. Yeah, I mean, it's so it, we're p- still paying ridiculous amounts of money to go there, taxpayer money, and we're still doing all the exact same shit. It literally... If you want to be a progressive, understand Biden just privatized an endless war. Oh, it's better than that. James. Tell me again that that's the lesser of two evils. It's better. Now, you might just go, oh, they're not. our U.S. soldiers can come home and these mercenaries can do it. But there's something else to that. Because, hmm. James, what do, what do private military contractors not have to abide by? A lot of international war law <laughs> and things that prevent against war crimes because plausible deniability about who they're contracted to and who the relationship are with. I wonder if that is going to matter, and maybe in the next couple years, all of a sudden, we start hearing about more massacres, more accidental killings of civilians, and collateral damage, and rapings and supporting pedophile warlords and heroin dealers that we've been doing in Afghanistan since we were there. You know, the same country that led to the downfall of the Soviet Union, and we still, we've been there longer than they were, and we're doing the exact same shit? You thought Blackwater was bad? But they have tampons in the yellow bathroom. <laughs> yes, I brought, I'm going there again. You're going there but no, again. I'm not making that, I'm not addressing that point specifically, but I'm just, <sighs> as always, like, Trans rights are human rights. God forbid we have a conversation about something that matters instead of s- screaming and crying like children about everything being about the color of their fucking skin or their identity because they don't have a personality. I mean, oh, so you're, the here's worst. the thing. When that identity shit My gets... My cat ex- has more of a personality than those bums. When that identity shit gets exploited like the way the Biden administration is blatantly doing it in front of our faces, then it's a problem. I think it's worth noting, though, again, and I say this all the time, but you can care about more than one thing at once. I think it's worth noting, even in crisis times like we're in right now, the civil rights movement and second wave feminism were all done during the peak of the Cold War. I mean, so, but we don't want to put social equality by the wayside, you know, just because things get a little rough. Um, Otherwise, then we just don't believe in that. So I think we can absolutely do both things at the same time. It's just a matter of recognizing what's what. You know, if we're talking about not if you're not doing the more important thing at that time. Well, you right. can and doing are not the same thing. And most, but yes, I understand you and your groups are very admirable, truly. And you do that and you do take those both sides and in a way that is persuasive. But most people are not doing that. And the most prominent leaders of that movement do not do that. In what, fact, which, they, which movement? Like, like what, what specifically I mean, are we talking about? If we're talking about wokeness, it's we not have an, one movement, but no, I can break it. I'll break down some of the individual sure, movements. Sure. The fat acceptance movement. Okay. Well, I'm not part of that. I know. <laughs> hey, presidents and politicians have now acknowledged that movement as being like important. So Ooh. I, it now Joe Biden has supported them. Fuck multiple politicians. And they talk about how you can't fucking healthy at every size, and all this disgusting shit okay. never applies to men though. Never anybody acceptance for men. It's true. And again, I don't want to get in this too hey, far, short but, Kings. We see, you yeah like there's no one in the trans movement who is fucking also coming out and saying like we got to stop the bombing in yemen there is yes there absolutely where contra points blair white god knows we don't need to dive into social justice again but i I, we need to we need to dedicate like one episode to just beat the shit out of the woke issues it's gonna be six never talk about them it's gonna be six hours long and we're gonna barely be friends at the end of it (laughs) (laughs) and then we're gonna have sex and then we're gonna be back but no see Uh, the funny thing is we're getting it's happening us now we say we get distracted by social shit and we're literally distracting ourselves from talking about war 
With yeah, let's shit. remind the listeners, uh, we still have a private prison system. Republicans and Democrats have held hands to lead us to $28 trillion dollars in debt, a drug war. That Which is was, openly, admittedly, built on racism. They t- want to talk about systemic built on racism. racism. And there are quotes in modern audio from Nixon. So it's all very weird. You kind of have to sound conspiratorial to even talk about it, but a lot of it's documented. Here's the thing. There's a difference between conspiracy theories like Jewish space lasers and QAnon, and then there's, yeah, the CIA literally admitted the shit. Or in declassified files, the President of the United States said behind closed doors why we're doing the drug war. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's just facts that no one's willing to talk about. Can I talk? Can we talk about another aspect of kind of like a lot of the points we've made? But I think it's just kind of fun to make fun of them. So the Oscars happened uh, the other day, <laughs> and I saw the numbers. In Oof. 2014, they had like 47 million listeners. Yeah. Last year, in 2020, I think they had like 23 million. How many they have this year, Mike? Nine. <laughs> Nine. I'm million. so happy. It's a 62 percent drop, bro. I never heard of. 90 I didn't watch the Oscars I saw coverage and because I saw a story specifically about who the fuck has heard or seen of any of these movies there was like a couple in there that were like people watched and saw but it's like there are no movies now these people are just smelling their own fucking farts well this thing was I mean the whole thing was a zoom meeting anyway like I just watched like a brief clip of it just to get the feel of it and it was like yeah no I wouldn't watch this and here's the thing it's also just a cultural shift I mean Gen Z and younger millennials we don't care bro we watch shit on Netflix. We watch shit on YouTube. We also don't hold most celebrities on such a ridiculously high pedestal and worship their every move. It's cringe. Unless they're politicians like AOC. But here's the thing, too, is because like one of the things with the podcast era and like this realm now with these kind of conversations you can have that humanize and really show you who someone is. Yeah. Like it's weird to see most of the celebrities like completely shy away from that. And they're only ever seen when they go on one of those few late night shows, maybe, or like at the, you know, award shows. And it's like with the softball questions and yeah, I'm like, those are the celebrities that I think are like weird to idolize. Like guys like say post Malone or something like who go, who's on Rogan on shrooms for four hours that you can watch. Like, you know, that like you feel like, like that's a dude like that. You get the sense that that's just a dude, but Leonardo DiCaprio is not a human to me. He's like a fucking, no. This mythical guy. So those guys, like, there's no way to humanize them. So I don't know why you would care so much about them. Also, those late night shows are so bad, so unfunny. Your 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 term appointment television. I love yes. that oh. because that describes it. So Shout perfectly. out to Jim Gaffigan who came up with that. But yeah, that's the, that's just the whole old industry. You know, you have these completely unapproachable rock stars and goddess actresses and all these people who are just not real people. These are industry fabrications that are put together to be idolized for this completely unattainable lifestyle um, that they then go and portray this again unattainable adolescence in their music and their movies that nobody ever has and and they pitch this to us and then that whole generation of people grew up on that shit and wonder why they're unhappy in adulthood whereas it's actually kind of encouraging to watch the cultural shift like, like everybody wants to shit on the you know younger millennials and gen z and our culture and whatnot i think a really encouraging aspect of it is to notice that what people are kind of looking at now is people being a lot more real with shit you know they're not growing up idolizing this you know consumer culture hedonistic lifestyle and that's what you want it's a lot more more take care of yourself be a real person be kind help people have a cause that's bigger than yourself um whether you're going to get the cause right every time at 18 years old no of course not but what i'm saying is the general principles behind that i think are a lot more healthy and a lot more beneficial for society as a whole i don't know why like these institutions don't realize like why it's so bad like we saw what happened with like 
all these different entertainment franchises, like, look at, like, Star Wars, how much people hated, like, the woke shit and, like, the woke people that were running Disney and whatever. And you look, like, all these sporting, you know, the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, like, their ratings are tanking as they get more political and more woke. And and just, like, I know pe- the people on the left who always, like, have to make, you know, take the worst possible version of everything. They They don't dislike it because they hate black people. They just like it because they work jobs and when they or they're not most Americans are not like very happy with their day to day lives. And whether and I'm not just saying because they're all their lives are all miserable, but it's like depression and anxiety is rampant and all this shit. And like when they come home and they have something that they want to like relieve the end of the day from and like entertain themselves with, they don't want to be lectured to. They don't want to be talked down to. They don't want to be told how to think by like elites who don't give a fuck about anything or know anything. And you know, that builds resentment and it's like, they're, they're not going to watch and they just keep doing it more. Like LeBron James is a fucking idiot. I mean, he's, he's, he's tanking idiot. his own popularity. He's tanking his own like ability to do anything outside of the NBA because nobody wants to hear it anymore. And I used to see him as a pretty respect, like I, he, what, and he's a pretty respectable dude in most ways. Like, no, he still is. He's kind of, can. he was always seen as like the highlight, like he, from what I understood about his life, like, you know, leading up to the NBA and stuff, he was never a big partier. He's like a religious dude. I think he's like married, has kids, like he's involved in like pretty noble like charities. Just and a st- shit ton of charity stuff that again he doesn't have to do. I mean, he could be a Floyd Mayweather and just hang on to all that, but he doesn't. Like he starts schools and he does various charities that he starts. I mean, he's a real class act across but when the your board. platform is fifty million people and you spread incendiary like messaging, right? Are not everything, but some of the ways ideas are presented and like because they always want to talk about. The platforming and stuff it's like okay well you have 50 million people listening to you and you get them riled up based on a lie or like your limited understanding of something they all get riled up too and that helps no one especially again if it's based on misinformation or like early like so, like a shooting happens and they're like i bet he's white like shit like that yeah i mean there is a certain amount of responsibility i mean that when when you have a platform like that which you know i'm sure i will never fully understand what that's like because i don't ever expect to have 50 million followers that'd be dope keep following us well not with that attitude but (laughs) but there is just a certain amount of social responsibility for these things and by the way that's another thing that's another concept that we don't see in the previous generation of celebrities you know everything was about pushing the envelope just for the sake of pushing the envelope with no sense of social responsibility you know you look at the m&ms and the marilyn mansons of the world later on in the career we find out what a creep marilyn manson was you know abusing women and shit like that and he fucking told you what he was doing um, but a lot of us just thought it was all part of the act and it turns out whoa no that shit was all real um, you know then, then you look at uh, you know, just the general rock star mentality of it all but then you know you look at our generation where people are worried about stuff like messaging that we're uh, putting across uh, worried about self-care and other things like this and it just seems to me that the reason i think that the old establishment entertainment establishment is so threatened by the new artists the new actors the new influencers is because there's so much more thought put into it and realness behind it uh than the last generation of just blanket hedonism that i think they understand they can't compete and so they go with the pseudo wokeness the corporate pseudo wokeness and that's just bringing their demise a lot sooner. And I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad we're about to wrap this up. And, and I was just thinking about all the stuff we talked to about this episode. And if you break it down to its most basic level, once again, the only two things we said are factional politics bad <laughs> and the elites are stupid and don't care about you. And those are the two messages you need to fucking hear. And that's the show. Like to see our feed picks. Bye. Rawr.